So this coming Wednesday in the Christian calendar is Ash Wednesday. It's the beginning of Lent. Tomorrow will be Mardi Gras. Um, Lent, of course, for Christians is a time that either they give up something pleasurable or they take on some extra act of service or some extra kind of spiritual discipline during that time. And it really is a time of of cultivating an extra layer of discipline. Um, Of course, there's 40 days of Lent, and Lent ends with the days that commemorate the central events of Christianity, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so there's a sense of wanting to make oneself, um, sort of prepare oneself properly for, for, for for that remembrance. So I'm going to talk about discipline tonight. And discipline is interesting because, of course, it's, it's valorized in the Christian tradition. It's also valorized in Buddhism. In fact, discipline is one of the six paramitas, one of the perfections of, of the Buddha or the Bodhisattvas. And I think I'll begin by saying, if you think about 500 years ago, say, folks living in an agricultural community, they would have to have very disciplined lives. Um, Their survival would depend on their being disciplined. And in fact, in many, many places and times in human history, discipline was essential for survival. Now fast forward to America in 2023, we can be as sloppy and lazy as we want. (laughs) Like, life is so easy for us in many ways. We can be incredibly undisciplined and still get by. I mean, we probably won't reach our goals or things like that. Um, but our, our survival is not dependent on discipline anymore. And in fact, we live in a world that is trying to make everything, you know, trying to sell us services that make everything easier for us. And I think there's a way that all of us are certainly less disciplined than we could be, you know, and it's um, it's a bit of a humbling realization, especially for those of us who have been doing spiritual work for a while, that, you know, in a way, we're all kind of prima donnas, you know. So just just intrigued to look at discipline. And there's many things to say about discipline. Um, first of all, how can I say it? it? It's kind of an unsexy truth of life that what changes us, what changes us most profoundly, is what we do every single day without fail. And I think we live in a world that has lots of fantasies about... Um, you know, the grand heroic, you know, I'm going to take this workshop, I'm going to read this book, I'm going to do this one thing, and it's going to change everything, you know. We're addicted to that 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 romantic notion of the one-time big change. And growth doesn't often happen in that one-time big change. And in fact, the people most suited for integrating the benefits of that one-time event are the people who are doing daily work anyway, you know. 
And so it's a very interesting question for all of us. What are the things that you've chosen that you do every single day without fail? You know? And what would it mean to commit to that, you know? What would it mean to commit to yourself? Discipline often involves a kind of commitment, in fact, a a serious commitment to oneself. And I think it's worth talking about what commitment is and what commitment isn't. And what I mean by that is, first of all, commitment is not about making us, sorry, um, discipline is not about making us tame. You know, it's one thing to be self-disciplined. It's quite another thing to be tamed. Um, part of what it is to be human is our human wildness. And there has to be room for that wildness to find, you know, not necessarily to run amok, but to find expression. And healthy discipline allows that, as opposed to sort of a neurotic over-discipline that just clamps that down. You know, and similarly, you know, people who have more of a tendency, say more, say are more on the side of the spectrum toward obsessive compulsive kinds of behaviors, um, might find it very easy to begin discipline and to stick with discipline, you know. Um, but of course, the, the goal of discipline isn't to get really good at grasping. The goal of discipline is to get really good at letting go and going with the flow, you know, so there's a paradox there. It's interesting just to think about what associations do you have with the word discipline? What does the word discipline call up? You know, it's funny because we live in a world in which, you know, discipline has has kind of morphed over the past hundred years to mean punishment in some ways. You know, I'm going to discipline you. You know, and and does discipline have a negative or a positive connotation in our psyches? To go back to what I was saying earlier about the times when people's lives would depend on being disciplined, um, and again, our physical survival doesn't necessarily depend on discipline, but often unfolding the kind of life we want depends on our discipline. Um, There's a great quote from Jack Cornfield. It's on the quote sheet, and he says at one point, your problem is you think you have time. You know, and I think there's a way that all of us live with this thought, oh, I have plenty of time. I'm going to be alive for decades. Even if I don't get my act together now, I can get my act together 10 years from now, you know, this kind of thing. 
The truth is, none of us are guaranteed to live through the end of the week. I mean, if I were a betting man, I'd probably say most of us are going to survive the end of the week, you know, epidemiologically. Um, but human life is fragile and unpredictable. How would it change your attitude toward discipline if you were more frank in embracing your mortality? You know, just, just a question to sit with. There are many ways to think about discipline and why, we dis- why self-discipline is so important, why discipline is, is a perfection of the Buddhas. Um, One way to say it is that discipline calls us more deeply to who we really are, calls us deeply to our authentic selves. Um, It's a kind of remembering, an archetypal remembering. And often when we hear this word remember today, we, we think of it very much in a cognitive sense, remember in the sense of recalling facts. But there's a more archetypal kind of remembering, and that becomes clear when we contrast the word remember with its opposite, dismember. You know, there's a way that to be alive, to have been born in modern times, is in some ways to be fragmented. That in some ways the modern society, as it were, dismembers us psychically and emotionally. And that discipline is required to remember, to recollect ourselves into wholeness. I'll say at early stages of discipline, maybe someone embraces the discipline because they're miserable, you know, and in fact, many of us have been drawn to spiritual pursuits because of, of various emotional difficulties we've had, you know. And so early stages, it might just be a person meditates or does spiritual practice enough just to get that sense of, you know, clear that sense of a little bit of peace in their psyche. Like there's a place where I can finally feel I'm all right. I'm not constantly in battle, you know, that kind of thing. And the sad thing is there sometimes people are just tempted to stop there. That it's, um, all right, I got my little sense of peace, I don't need to work anymore kind of thing. Um, and it's sad for so many reasons. It's sad because people don't realize what they're giving up by not pursuing more discipline. Um, people people fail, fail to realize how much they have to offer to others if they live a disciplined life, you know. Ultimately, discipline is, you know, it, it may start with a kind of willpower and an ego strength to get it going, um, but the higher realms of discipline are all about surrender and letting go and about loss of ego control rather than than more ego control.
you know, what is the loss that, that brings us into sync with the dance of life. So with that, I'll, I'll share the quote sheet. Um, Hi. Yes? Uh, I, no, I have them with me. Fresh new one today. Okay, you can just pass those around. So the first four are from the Dhammapada. The Dhammapada is a Buddhist scripture. It's from the the Triptika, the the original Pali Canon. And the funny thing about the Buddhist scriptures is that you could fill a small bookshelf with the original Buddhist scriptures. And every one of them begins with the Buddha said. And, you know, if the Buddha said all these words, it would have been 600 years old. But the Dhammapada, scholars feel, is a, is a compilation of what the historical Buddha might have actually said. And it, it really is just a, a wonderful, um, if you've never read it, it doesn't take long to read. And it, it, it's, it's quite a gem. So, from the Dhammapada we get... The immature lose their vigilance, but the wise guard it as their greatest treasure. My God, the type is small on this. Um, Again, more than your mother, more than your father, more than all your family, a well-disciplined mind does greater good. In another place, he uses the image, as irrigators lead water where they want. As archers make their arrows straight, as carpenters carve wood, the wise shape their minds. And in another place, one who conquers himself is greater than another who conquers a thousand times a thousand men on the battlefield. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. This wonderful line from Rumi that I love. Be passionate for the friend's tyranny, not his tenderness, so the arrogant beauty in you can become a lover that weeps. You know, can we really look at the arrogant beauty in each one of us, you know? It's a great question. The discipline of desire is the background of the character, tells us John Locke. Field Marshal Montgomery says, Discipline strengthens the mind so that it becomes impervious to the corroding influence of fear. Mohammed al-Jinnah, the founder of Pakistan, said, With faith, discipline, and selfish devotion to duty, there is nothing worthwhile that you cannot achieve. Good old Harry S. Truman said, In reading the lives of great men, I found that the first victory they won was over themselves. Self-discipline with all of them came first. From William Feather, if we do not discipline ourselves, the world will do it for us. That one is ominous. Helen Keller said, 
One painful duty fulfilled makes the next plainer and easier. Napoleon Hill said, If you do not conquer the self, you will be conquered by self. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel said, Self-respect is the fruit of discipline. The sense of dignity grows with the ability to say no to oneself. When's the last time you said a really good, healthy, life-affirming no to yourself, you know? (laughs) Nelson Mandela said, Running taught me valuable lessons. In cross-country competitions, training counted more than intrinsic ability, and I could compensate for a lack of natural aptitude with diligence and discipline. I applied this to everything I did. Zig Ziglar said, It's absolutely true that unless you can instill discipline on yourself, you will never be able to lead others. Dr. King says, Quite simply, the time is always right to do what is right. It's very simple and very deep. Joanna Macy said, As far as Buddhism is concerned, I find that Western Buddhists go for peace of mind, and that is such an inadequate response. Jin Rohn said, We must all suffer one of two things, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret and disappointment. Dalai Lama says, whether you call it Buddhism or another religion, self-discipline, that's important. Self-discipline with awareness of consequences. Jose Eduardo de Santos says, there is no magic wand that can resolve our problems. The solution rests with our work and discipline. I already quoted this Jack Cornfield quote, the trouble is that you think you have time. James Richardson said, of all the ways to avoid living, perfect discipline is the most admired. And it's fascinating, you know, is our discipline one that brings us closer to life, or is it a way to avoid living? The poet David White said, one of the great disciplines of existence is just to stay up with the frontier of your own maturation, to have said goodbye to what you need to say goodbye to and be saying hello to what you should be saying hello to. But caught in the enmeshment of the strategic mind which coalesces its identity around false stories and holds on to them, quite often we're a good six to seven years behind where we actually are. The neurobiologist Daniel Goldstein says, I think self-discipline is something, it's like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it gets. Anthony Joshua says, as long as you have discipline, you can be a success. Discipline is what makes you do everything you need to do. Race Mamenikin says, quite simply, self-discipline is self-love. Show me a person who is not disciplined, and I will show you a person who doesn't love themselves. And Charles Eisenstein said, true discipline is really just self-remembering. No forcing or fighting is necessary.